At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Catalonia's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 855, May 23rd, 2022. 89 degrees on this day in 2012 and 28 degrees on this day in 1963. These records are brought to you by Aquaside. They've been uh, keeping uh, swimming beaches free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years with products they manufacture right there in White Bear Lake, their home base. These products are easy to use and they work quickly. (laughs) I've used them and I've seen the results. They work. (laughs) Aquaside is registered. You all right down there? Yep. Quality stuff. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, and your family, so there is no need. No need. No need need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Reeves? Yes, sir. It would help set up a couple of stories I want to tell and a couple of emails I want to read if we can hear the latest from our White House. Oh, sure. Which uh, cut would you like uh, first? The one on gas prices, and that's okay. the only one I want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a and second. And her name again, help me. Come on. Let's go. I didn't write it down. Corrine. Uh, Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre. Is it Corrine first name? I believe so, yeah. yes. Uh, although it's K-R-I-N, correct? So it might be care. I Whatever. have no idea. Yeah. She was apparently asked about gas prices. Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower costs. Nope. Uh, well. You know, it is important. We see it. The president understands what the American people is are, is going through. No, he doesn't. Uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. We've made uh, multiple announcements in the past uh, several several months of what uh, we're we doing, whether it's the strategic uh, petroleum reserve whether it's the ethanol 15 to make sure that uh this woman has no bleeping idea what she's talking about. why can't anybody just say you're lying you you you've you've fallen on your flat face on the baby formula one thing i'm noticing too because i can always see the video that accompanies the sound yeah 
She never looks at the reporter nice. when the reporter is asking a question. She's always paging through her list of this is what you should say when Bullet this points. question. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what she's doing. Tim Buck, too. When Walmart and, Walmart and Target reported their earnings last week, their stocks got crushed. Walmart lost 19% of its value and Target lost 29% of its value, the largest one-day loss since the market crash of 1987. The CEOs of both companies highlighted skyrocketing freight and fuel costs as a major factor. Walmart said their freight costs were $160 million more than they had planned. Target CEO Brian Cornell said that the company was facing $1 billion worth of shipping costs over the next year. That was hundreds of millions above what they expected. We did not anticipate the rapid shifts we've seen in the last 60 days, Cornell said. When two of the nation's best retailers are caught off guard by rising freight costs, you know things are moving fast. Biden's anti-energy policy affects more than just the price of gas. It affects the price of everything. Uh, Where's the other one I want to do? And Rick Anderson writes, I've had some thoughts listening to the podcast last week and catching up on some of the local and national issues. It seems a lot of doom and gloom, but something isn't adding up. I see the fuel prices rising and predictions that the rise will continue for some time to come. Gas stations in Washington state are changing their pumps to handle double-digit prices. Talk of possible rationing on the East Coast uh, due to diesel shortages hampering the trucking industry. A push for electric cars, even though the industry admits it is not ready to provide or support a mass migration to them at this time. People uh, say they cannot find trucks to purchase due to ship shortages. What I'm seeing doesn't match what is being said. I live near the auto truck dealerships in Forest Lake, which isn't far from EcoFund Motorsports, where the CP and I purchased our Bentelli e-bikes, but I digress. I ride or drive by those lots daily. There are well over 100 assorted new trucks on the lot, many of which are three-quarter or one-ton trucks on display for purchase. We own an F-350, so I'm familiar with trucks. There's been a noticeable noticeable drop-off of ads promoting electric cars and trucks. Not sure if it's due to their inability to meet demand or just a marketing cycle. GMC has started running ads for their full-size diesel heavy-duty trucks again, which seems odd with the continued rise in diesel prices, alleged ship shortages, and rumored shortages of fuel. Maybe it's a market cycle as well. I will be the optimist on on that things aren't as bad as I sometimes fear, and the auto truck industry is subtly pushing back. Ricky Anderson, Forsling. Okay. My observation is this. I've been uh, frequently making the same trip to the uh, Chicago area for 12 years. Mm -hmm. I never saw the traffic worse than I did Friday going down, and I never saw it worse than I did Sunday coming back. In terms of congestion and just overall? Well, my my observation being that the price of gasoline is having little impact on traffic. Now, I don't know how I I could state that empirically or statistically. I'm not sure I understand it, but you would think— uh, I, I guess I'm echoing Rick. Is it as bad as we think? I mean, are people, if people are paying five bucks a gallon, that means they're not buying something else. That's though. exactly what right. I was going to say. Right. They're 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 cutting costs elsewhere because they still have to get to work, have to get to grandma's, have to go to Billy's soccer practice. They're still going to do that, but they might not spend on a night out or a vacation or what have you. Well, it, it got so bad that. The, the uh, Illinois toll road is about from the border with Wisconsin down to where 94 splits off and you either go to Indiana or Chicago. And it's there's two, two tolls uh, where you just flash your toll thing. And, right, pass. Uh, 
and that's a racetrack. I was going 75, mm-hmm. it's 65. Mm-hmm. And at one point, this I'm not exaggerating at all, I looked in my rearview mirror and all I saw was a Peterbilt logo. It was just, it was, right the, there. the truck was on my bumper and then he started honking. I, I had nowhere to go. So I wait for my chance, I zip to the right lane, vroom, he keeps going. He wants to go 80 miles an hour. I see him get up to the next car, same thing, gets on the bumper and honks his horn at the guy. What a Do you remember them? It reminded me of a movie called Duel. It was a Dennis Weaver movie. I don't recall. I think it was this first movie directed by Steven Spielberg. It was in the early 70s, and Dennis Weaver's a truck driver who's haunted by another truck driver whom you never see, but he's always riding him around and getting up on his bumper, and he can't avoid him, and it was a... It was a very simple. Remember that movie, nineteen seventy-one. Seventy-one. Why didn't you just put your foot down there, uh, there Mr. Was, slow pace? Yeah, I'm ten miles over in a sixty-five. Big deal. Put your foot down. There was no place to go. Put your foot down. Foot. No, I I, I speak for Kenny and, and a lot of people out there, Joe. There's a lot of people that are behind the wheel of a semi that really shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, he's a steering wheel holder, Joe. David Mann, Dennis Weaver, a mild-mannered electronic salesman, is driving across country in a two-lane highway when he encounters an old oil tanker driven by an unseen driver who seems to enjoy annoying him with dangerous antics on the road. That's right. Unable to escape the big rig, he finds himself in a uh, so, dangerous um, game. So, never mind any of that. Let's yeah. get back to me. Uh, I'm doing that same <laughs> trip next weekend, uh, this weekend, Such, um, continuing to Indiana. What's the toll situation? What, what do I got to do there? I have what? a recommendation. You, so, you don't do anything, they'll bill you. Yeah. Don't, don't don't get in the lane. Do the iPass, your, and you can your, pay it online. Your your license will be captured, and you'll get a bill in the mail. Yeah, it's way easier. It's no big deal. What day are you leaving? Um, Saturday. Yeah, I don't know if they do construction on Saturday. On Friday, ninety four, well, we had two sections where we went five miles in a half hour. Okay, so I'm thinking about going down through Iowa. Why not? It's it adds forty five minutes to my time, but. I'm not in a hurry. But well, you're then, still going to have to cross through there at some point. Yeah, but he'd be crossing the bottom of way, Chicago true. way down. No, true. the bottom of uh, Illinois. I mean, Indiana. Illinois. Yeah, yeah into yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Then anyway. I went to a graduation to continue this update. Uh, granddaughter graduates from high school. I can't believe that, by the way. Uh, 500 kids in her class. And I, I am pleased to report it was professional. It was competent, Mm -hmm. it was reverent, Mm -hmm. it was humorous, and I did not hear one single woke word. Not one. Equity? Never worded. Really? The whole whole message was go forward and achieve and help others along the way. That was was just... It was just fantastic. Was it a Christian school? It's a Catholic, the Loyola Academy. Oh, okay. And, And it just was stunningly professional and competent and brilliant. And they had a valedictorian. Mm. They recognized academic success with a few students who won awards. The valedictorian is a man after my own heart, a kid after my own heart. He gave very brief remarks, Hmm. thanked his parents for the sacrifices they made so he could go there. And then he said, I want to play for you my favorite piece on my cello. Apparently he's a very noted cellist. Was he in the marching band? No. He brings out the cello, and he plays something by Bach or Beethoven. Oh. And his whole thing was five minutes, and he was done. 
It was wow. wonderful. Yeah, that's what you were cheering when you stood up and clapped. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. This here, is about here, me. Here, this is about me. I got a thing. Were you in the, in the back pointing at your wrist? Yeah, like this, yeah. Uh, wrapping yeah. up the ad like he does when he's wrapping up ads. No, it took think, two and a half I think Joe, Joe missed your, your line. I think he did. Yeah. He did. I caught it, though, Matthew. Yeah. It was brilliant. He was playing the cello in a marching in, band. In a marching band. <laughs> no, and I said, no, he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't just... think you could uh, play the cello. No, there you go. There was right a documentary there. one guy that right did. There. Uh, your alma mater uh, <laughs> condescendingly told the crowd at uh, the University of St. Thomas at this graduation. My alma mater being the college or Hill High School? Uh, uh, the college. Yeah. Uh, Sophia graduated. Yeah, and I wouldn't even count the degree from that dump. Well, we were told uh, that we were wow. on native land. We were oh, condescendingly oh. told that we were on native land. Oh, yeah. Well, I got my native land update today. Okay. okay. And I'm married to a native. I, 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 just, I, I thought you wanted to know that. I have my update today. Uh, all hail the flashlight king. Hail you. you. I had the honor of attending the commissioning of the USS Minneapolis-St. Paul oh, in Duluth. Cool. The program speakers included Governor Walls, Senator Klobuchar, and Representative McCollum. I am happy to report that no one had received the memo as circulated to university graduations, and there was no mention or acknowledgement of being on stolen land. Mm. Given the roster of speakers, perhaps this is a ray of hope. Glenn from Minnetonka. And I have... Uh, Joe, for some time now, the state agency I work for has been reading a statement about us being on Native American land. More recently, a statement regarding equity, racism, and other supposed faults of this country has been added. By the time we finish with these readings, the meeting time is about over. The citizens of this state would be alarmed if they knew the amount of time spent on training based on social issues. The agency's mission now has nothing to do with the work we do, but is now social justice all the time. I would ask that you not use my name, but there isn't a chance in hell that anyone I work with listens to your show <laughs> trying to push back, and I won't say his name. Okay. <laughs> How is everybody? Good. Good. Um, were you moving on from gas prices, sir? I don't have to. No. In fact, I have one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, this was sent to us by Jordy. Yep. And the tagline is, wondering why gas is up $2 since Biden took office? We'll just watch this. It's just short of a minute. And it's all of the campaign promises that were made by your president. Mm. Are you ready for this? My president. Yep. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No. We would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you. We're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. new pipeline infrastructure? Yes. And, new pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth? even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. There you go. We've always asked ourselves this question. At what point will you stop buying gas based on its price per gallon? And the state of Washington is recalibrating the pumps Mm -hmm in the anticipation of perhaps $10 a gallon. Who knows? The answer is, uh, well, well, when that price arrives, you will stop going to work. I was just going to say, whatever the price was today, 
I have to go to work, so I've got to drive. But if it gets to the point where you can't go to work, then you can't feed your family. And if you can't feed your family, you become a ward of the state. You become a ward of the government. And it is criminal that Biden administration is treating us this way. It's criminal. It's going to undo the fabric of the country. Our freedoms are based on our ability to work where we choose. Mm -hmm. And to work where we choose, we need gasoline. Do you guys know anybody that's made a career change because of costs? No. Because I do. I don't. And it happened within the last six months. Well, the okay. What and that that person went from what to what? Uh, was a pretty successful downtowner, but then the the family started to to grow a little bit and said, "I can't afford to keep doing this." Mm-hmm. So it's worked. Now it works for a company where he works regionally near his home. Mm-hmm. And he said, "It's because I I can't afford this this life." anymore. Joe, I'm catching up on the podcast and listening to the May 13th episode talking about the removal of drilling leases from the market by the Biden administration. I am a partner with a commercial capital firm based in South Louisiana, home of good food, hunting, fishing, and oil and gas business. This state's economy revolves around the oil and gas business and to a lesser extent, the food business. We have the second largest oil refinery on the planet in Baton Rouge, and collectively more refineries between Baton Rouge and New Orleans than anywhere else in the world. It provides us an average of $73 billion to the state's economy each year, not to mention all the oil field service companies that rely on that industry. My firm helps these companies obtain financing to stay in business and grow. We have deployed over $100 million in the last five years, with the vast majority of that going to oil field service companies, the laborers, offshore oil field supply companies, welders, caterers, food suppliers, manufacturers, and drilling equipment vendors, transportation to and from the refineries and oil platforms, the machine shops, computer and engineering firms, and more. When we heard of the removal of these leases from the market, we were not surprised. This industry has been the battering ram of many political figures over the years. Hell, we've been through hurricanes that have had more of an effect on us than most politicians. However, this last dig by this administration is a tough one to swallow for many of us. While attending a local banker's conference yesterday, this topic of conversation was hedging against the imminent recession, higher labor costs, and supply chain issues. In short, the banks are not willing or able to lend to the service providers in any way, shape, or form, and there's no end in sight. On top of this, there was a recent announcement of the ESG policy, that's Environment, Social, and Governance, a 500-page guide for the required ESG reporting that is now up for public comment prior to heading to regulatory statute. ESG is the environmental, social, and governance criteria that scores each publicly traded and or regulated by the SEC company. As it is framed, ESG will become an input into the calculation of a firm's credit worthiness and hence its ability to secure or maintain financing. To date, the guidance is unclear on how these scores will be issued or what criteria is provided. Examples published seem to be subjective at best. What's what's worse, the scores are also given to the suppliers of the organization. While we don't know the threshold required to be a qualified supplier, it has many in the industry concerned. My personal opinion is this is a policy derived out of virtue signaling and now becoming weaponized. Lending institutions and purveyors of financial products are in a wait-and-see mood with very little optimism. 
While we opine on the leases and permits or the ESG scoring system, we are missing the point. The government should not be in the middle of free enterprise. Government's job is to remove obstacles for us to succeed, not tell us what enterprises should do. Whenever the government has a solution, it usually has the opposite effect, always pushing back Rob Powell. Mm. That's. I was looking for hope to uh, come at the end of that. No, never arrived. There is no hope. Um. Well, this administration needs to go. Never mind the midterms. Yeah. Never mind the two years down the road. They need to be evicted immediately. But Kenny, as I said to Joe, I don't think we're going to be able to afford two more years. Remember? Well, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I mean. Remember that day of, about a month ago where we had so much fun? Uh, we delved into conspiracy land where uh, <laughs> we we had Obama as the acting president again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, you don't uh, want him back. Are you sure? Uh, well, he would pursue ESG. He would pursue the demonization of fossil fuels so long as he can still get his jet to take him to his private estate sure. in Hawaii and Martha's Vineyard. It's unreal. I'll tell you what. For over 30 years, the center of the American experiment has been talking about what we're talking about and trying to figure it out. And they have great academics and great thinkers on the staff, and they uh, publish great newsletters and a magazine. They stage events. They bring in speakers. They're trying to make Minnesota a freer, more prosperous, and better governed state. They've had a big hand in raising the debate about what Minnesota should do about its budget surplus. Uh, great, great website that I would recommend you put on your daily tab so you can look at it every day, americanexperiment.org. We're lucky to have them they're, consult, they're called a conservative think tank, but that's a misnomer. They're just a think tank. They're common sense people. They're trying to preserve the America we see disappearing right before our very eyes. AmericanExperiment.org. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Moon Motorsports is known for outfitting Minnesota families with motorized toys and recreational thrills for 50 years now. And when it comes to family motorized fun, don't forget about the little brats. Moon has a nice assortment of youth-sized models available for our little uh, junior GLers. And they just received a fresh truckload of this very popular Polaris Sportsman 110. you got to do what my parents did to me and what I did to my son bribe them with motorized toys. <laughs> hey, it works. It really works. Get to, get that little rider, their very own Sportsman 110. You can stop by Moon Motorsports in Monticello. Ask for Audrey, a uh, Moon Motorsports Polaris expert, or what the heck, hop on the website, moonmotorsports.com, and you'll see they have more major power sports brands under one roof than anybody else anywhere, uh, more than any other regional dealer. That's why they're the most exciting showroom experience in Minnesota. Polaris, Honda, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, and Skidoo. Whew, I got them all in. Uh, just west of the Twin Cities in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. The play photograph on the front pages of, I would suspect, many newspapers in the country today was the military personnel arriving in Indianapolis with pallets of baby formula. Uh, that's the kind of picture we usually see where we're delivering something to Haiti. Right. We're the ones supposed to be coming to the rescue. We're the ones who have often always used our might and achievement 
and success to help other people. Mm-hmm. And here is a giant military plane arriving with patents, uh, pallets of baby formula. It's embarrassing. Now, Biden didn't uh, wreck the baby formula business. Uh, apparently, there's a big company in uh, Michigan that had to close because of some FDA violations. Abbott, I think it is. Yeah, and and but that isn't the point. The point is, we're we're governed by a guy who is so out of touch with what's happening. Uh, today, he vowed that uh, if China uh, goes after Taiwan, uh, the U.S. will become involved. Oh, good. The U.S. military will become good, involved. Good, That's a great idea. Yeah. It, and his staff kept trying to make him walk that back, and he, he kept repeating that we'll get involved. So Because that's be, about the last thing that this country needs right now is to, to get involved in that. But, you know, if you're sitting in that office and you've got mothers who can't feed their babies, that should be your priority. If you've got American yes. workers who can't afford gas so they can go to work, that should be your priority. Not demonizing fossil fuels. Right. There's nothing to demonize. Um, I have a poll for you, sir. I have it right here. Do you? Is it this one? The inflation? No. What's the inflation? Yes, yeah. Oh, that, that, that was another one I had, but I look, got it. Look up uh, 538.com. Spell out 538 as one word. Five, okay. Is that the Nate Silver? Yes, yes. So. That's, whatever comes from that website is legit and it's not biased whatsoever. We asked 2,000 Americans about their biggest concern. <laughs> and it ain't the climate. Nope. It's crime. Mm-hmm. In 1935, Gallup first asked Americans what they thought was the most important problem facing the United States. In the midst of the Great Depression, three in five Americans mentioned concerns related to the economy. Fast forward 90 years, and countless pollsters regularly ask Americans what's top of mind for them. But on their own, answers to this question don't really tell us that much. Issues like the economy or political polarization are often too broad to define. Moreover, two voters might both say something like crime is important to them, but for very different reasons. It's why understanding how these issues factor into how Americans vote is so challenging. But understanding how the most important issues facing the country factor into voters' lives, including what they really know about the issues, exactly is exactly what 538 aims to do. In partnership with Ipsos, 538 will conduct six polls between now and Election Day, interviewing the same group of around 2,000 Americans about the biggest issues facing the country. By interviewing the same people each month using Ipsos' knowledge panel, we'll get a better sense of whether Americans' concerns are changing and the extent to which those worries will influence the country's political environment as we move closer to the 2022 midterms. We'll do deep dives into what Americans name as their most pressing concerns and also conduct one 538 Ipsos poll after the election to see where those things stand after the country is voted. Uh, At this point, the answer to what Americans are most concerned about is straightforward, inflation. In the first of five, in the first 538 Ipsos poll, 52% of Americans said the most important issue facing the country was inflation. We asked Americans this question in a variety of ways, but regardless of how we asked it, the top answer was always the same, inflation. It's a long piece. I won't read you the whole thing, but it's not the climate, Joe Biden. It's not fossil fuels. Inflation is casting a pall over the lives of Americans of all stripes. At the end of the month, it's harder to buy food and pay bills and keep the kids with clothes and sneakers on them, a Hispanic 48-year-old Democratic woman from New York told us. No matter how much they raise wages, costs exceed them, said a white 60-year-old Republican woman from Pennsylvania. 
And as a 36-year-old man of color from Arizona who identified as independent put it, it is impacting my spending power and the future wealth of myself and generations that come after me, including my own children. Moreover, with prices continuing to rise, inflation was 8.3% in April. Mm. These concerns aren't likely to go away anytime soon. Uh, 32% say their financial circumstances have worsened in the past year. 52% said things were about the same. Twelve, Only 12% said they were doing better. Tellingly, 41% said they had made a major change how they live, according to a majority of households making less than fifty grand a year. Many were driving less, taking fewer vacations, or just being more cost-conscious at the grocery store. Put more simply, Americans are watching what they spend. Okay, I'm just paging through this. This is very valuable information. I want to see each of these surveys. They're going to do five or six total. Make sure we get them all, huh? Uh, So even though they don't experience these issues themselves while they're serving us in Washington, they certainly know about this. Of course they do. They They just don't have any answers. They don't think they have any care. They, you know, like like we always used to say, if it ain't broke, break it fix the hell out of it that's what they're doing rook this is their opportunity to like we've been saying get us dependent on the government on them well this first 538 uh, tells us that today americans top concern is inflation it's not the climate i doubt if climate will make the list has ever made the list i would doubt rook who is the democratic candidate for governor in pennsylvania real quickly please Democratic governor, a uh, Democratic well, candidate for governor of Pennsylvania. While he looks it up, can I give you this really, really quick? Please. According to a YouGov and The Economist survey reported by Statista, they are asking who is to blame for inflation. Mm-hmm. Only 46% of Americans surveyed believe that Biden has a lot of responsibility for America's inflation. In comparison, about a quarter of respondents thought Biden did not have a lot of responsibility for the current inflation rate at all. As of March, the U.S. monthly inflation rate was 8.5%. 46% said a lot, 30% said some, and 25% said not much. We also have a lot of people that aren't paying attention. Well, you mm-hmm. can't pin it on him alone. It's the entire Democratic platform. Correct. You know, he he's just their half-baked... But how can only 40% of people think that... Head. Well, it's not. It's only... What, what is going on? Is it just people not being informed? Josh Shapiro. That's right, Josh Shapiro. Who curm, uh, he's running for, he currently is the attorney general, and now he's running unopposed in the Democratic Party. Well, he was. Uh, I was satellite radio surfing, mm-hmm. going down to Chicago and coming back. Although I did manage to hear virtually the entire final round of the PGA. Oh, good for you. Uh, he was being interviewed by one of their uh, CNN people, and she asked him at one point. Would you uh, would Biden's appearance on your behalf in Pennsylvania help you? He wouldn't answer the question. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Well, he's a BSer anyway. I mean, they right. all. She had Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson on from Arkansas. Somebody else had him on, and he couldn't answer any questions. They all don't answer any questions. But I thought it was very telling that the Democratic candidate for governor in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, if you read between the lines, he's saying he better not show up. Joe, here. just uh, don't do me yeah. any favors. Don't do me any favors. I do have great news. I don't think you need to worry about monkeypox. Really? 
Well, this morning, uh, while eating my Lucky Charms and having an orange juice, I was seriously worried about monkey What are you, pox. nine? <laughs> Would you spell out little words in the bowl? I eat the marshmallows first. <laughs> this uh, monkey pox, let me read you something. Okay. Uh, here are the headlines on Drudge. Monkey pox spotted in Florida. Spreading through sex? Belgium forces quarantines. Isolate for 21 days. Who? WHO warns against uh, mass gatherings. Next vax push. Conspiracy theories. Uh, conspiracy theories. Swirl in China. Okay, here's the deal. Monkey pox has been around forever. Okay. It's not going away. Prior to COVID, you never would have heard about it. Mm. COVID's changed everything. Yes. It's also interesting that it's so distracting at this time. What do you mean? Well, we have serious problems with inflation, crime, fuel prices. And what's dominating the news today? A bleeping virus that's been around for a million years. Mm. And you're not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. So why all of a sudden is monkeypox and the and the media plays into this, uh, enabling and abetting the concern and hysteria and cataclysmic concern you're supposed to have about monkeypox? You don't have to worry about it. Let's not worry about it. Do you know what the first sign is? You have it, don't you? No. Penguin tells him, "No, that's just a little ice cream." <laughs> that's what I heard. The first symptoms yeah. tend to be. Uh, let me. It, Bad jokes and bananas. Here's the here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. What's the problem? COVID has changed the uh, the template. COVID has changed the paradigm. COVID has changed the way illness is looked at. It's everything that comes along now will result in hysteria. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yes, yes. No matter what, they're gonna make it. It's crazy. It's the end of the world. It's yes. nothing. It's. Uh, I don't think you even die from it. I, maybe you could, but. You don't have to worry about it. You're not going to get monkeypox. Ah, but Joe fears very powerful. Yeah, well, and then and the people supposedly governing us, they use it like a tool. It's almost weird that stories like this pop up when there's a, a real crisis on our hands. We can't get baby formula for mothers, but we're going to have we got big concerns now about monkeypox. Well, they did the same thing two weeks ago with Roe versus Wade. Yes. I mean, it's just it's one shell game after another with these SOBs. Uh, Monkeypox is a viral disease native to Africa. I, I don't, we, we know all that. Okay. But the, you're not going to get it, Rook. I'm not going to Africa. That's Unless right. you're, you know, doing the, with a, you know, right. sex deal. Unless you're yeah. visiting Como Zoo and going, you see that one over yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. Mm, pretty good. I think yeah. he's flirting with me. Yeah. Oh my God. Bathroom at Taco Bell, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, my point is that uh, I hate to use the term weaponized because that's too popular in the media, but uh, illnesses now are weaponized against us. Mm -hmm. They're weaponized against the American public. You stay in your place and do what we tell you because it's first it was COVID, now it's monkeypox. You better be worried about that right. monkeypox. By the way, are we still I'm locked? not worried about it. Are we still locked down in, in China? Who oh, is? hell yes. That's who right. is, okay. Such? News like this, who, who, who actually gets affected by this. Who's triggered by by this news? Nobody I know. Well, nobody we know because we're GLers, but 
I guarantee you, there are a lot of people who are going to be worried now about monkeypox. Is it the same people that wear the mask in the car? Yep. Yep. All right. Or while walking in the open air. I thought maybe maybe their cars just smell like a dead muskrat. Maybe that's what it is. another great thing about the, stinks. Another that's great bad. thing about the graduation I went to. It filled the uh, Northwestern uh, basketball arena. Who was it? A super spreader? I didn't see one mask. Good. Mm. Good. The whole thing was almost like America of fifty years ago. Well, was, I'm going to the. Uh, biggest sporting event in the country this Sunday, the Indianapolis 500, and I guarantee you by the time I get home, I will be dead on arrival. Yeah. Let me tell you something me. else. Something to look me. forward to. The kid I used to have has become a big Formula One fan. He Every Sunday morning, he's watching a I race. Would, I would love to talk to him about that. Great thing about Formula One on ESPN on Sunday mornings, not one commercial. Really? Not one. Well, the boys were in Barcelona. Sunday. Yeah, if it rains out, uh, if it's if it's raining, if there's a delay, if there's a red flag, not one commercial. And I said to him, isn't it curious that Western political leaders and Western elites so thoroughly continue to demonize fossil fuels while Formula One remains one of the oh, most popular sports in Western don't, culture? Uh, don't get ahead of the cart there, horse. Why? Uh, they're headed that way. Um, well, there's an E-series, isn't there? Yeah, there is, yeah. and they're headed that way more and more. Yeah. You know? well, uh, the same thing with the Indy 500. How do you deliver a rapid ch- When they pull up and fill up with gas, they got the guy that goes, vroom, 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 no, and they get this. No, I've learned a lot just in 2.7 seconds. 2.7 second uh, pit stops. They don't need fuel. They never get fuel anymore. They're, the the race has only lasted about an hour and a half, and for some reason they're able to carry enough fuel. The the battery. I mean, on these E series or well, the, the, e the batteries. Oh, can, the that's e the electric series, yeah. race. Cars. You know what the E series did? Imagine a future yeah. with freight trucks oh, that deliver bread up. and milk. <laughs> oh, I do not want to. They just imagined. Oh wow! So who's your favorite uh, F one driver then? You better say it's Maxi, or you're you're getting kicked off. The I, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I got hooked. I probably will watch it now more often, but I don't know the drivers. I know okay. Lewis Hamilton, and I, yeah, he's the one. Uh, as far as F1 goes, uh, I I'm happy as long as Hamilton doesn't win. Yeah, is any he other driver is he Mercedes? Yeah, he is. Okay, but you got the Indy 500, right? That's an ode to gasoline. It's just Chevrolet and Honda engines. I'm yeah. thinking my fave, Jackie Stewart or uh, Mario Andretti. Jackie Stewart did it in the day when it was a death trap. Yeah. And yeah. he'd lose one every race. Yep. Anyway, uh, I, I found that interesting. He said the same thing Kenny said. He said, wait a minute. Don't get don't get too excited there. There's already an electric. It's like oh. the minor leagues, and they're racing electric. Formula I've got to get his phone number so we can sit in a chat via yeah. text yeah. every Sunday morning like a couple of little high school girls. <laughs> I don't I don't even get how they change tires. There must yeah. be one central locking nut. Yeah. Good. The and, tire and goes on, click, boom, you're gone. Yep. Two point yep. seven no seconds. No. No. Wow. It's it's I guess I should take it out. All four tires are changed in two point seven. Two point seven seconds. Yeah. And Holy he told crap. me that Formula One is all about your tires. Yep. Hard, the medium, and soft. It's all and about a, your tires. There's mm. a wet if it's going to be wet. Yep. 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 Wow. And it's it's tire strategy and pit strategy. On one race, how many tires will that will one car go through? I don't three. Know. The three sets. Three sets. Three sets. I wow. believe they have to use one of each. 
And sometimes you'll see a pit, um, somebody pitting eight to ten mile, uh, laps into a race. I also said to him, I know we're way off topic, but it's fun to talk about fuel. Yeah. I also said, well, aren't they at the limit with these cars? And he said, yeah, there's a, the drivers are starting to report they can't keep this up because their necks hurt too much from the G-forces. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. They can easily go over 200 miles an hour on the straightaways. Well, uh, Indy 500 qualifying over the weekend, they were hitting um, one, uh, 240 Wow! Um, for average lap times of right around 231. So I don't know what Formula One's future is going to be because they've, they're at the outer limits of what the human body can withstand mm. at those speeds. And you combine the physical nature of that, Joe, with the mental aspect. You saw some of the in-car uh, cams. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen what's going on with that steering wheel. Mm-hmm. They're constantly adjusting mm-hmm. ride height. Um, and virtually everything you can think of, they're adjusting on that steering wheel while going 200 miles per hour. Oh, it was just, it, it, it's undeniably fascinating. Uh, it's just I, I thrilling. Have, yeah, I have equal love for uh, F1 and Indy. Love Indy a little bit more because the stewards in F1 are really tedious asshats. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're the kind of people that, um, if you were enjoying a a beverage in a theater where you you, you wouldn't you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. they're the kind of um, jackasses that would uh, turn you in. Hey, uh, I got a guy over here. He's, he's drinking. He got and, weed. Yeah, you you smell like weed, buddy. That, <laughs> I they love end up being the, stewards uh, in F one. I love the noise of those cars, but if you want to escape the political noise of this country yes, and the sir. inflation noise of this country and the ca- crime problems of this country. Head up north to Giants Ridge, home to the legend and the quarry. You won't find two courses of this caliber in such close proximity for the price anywhere in the country. Between uh, June 4 and August 29, there's a 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry, and that 37th hole is lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill, which features the finest and most peaceful overlook in all of northern Minnesota. And as I've as I've told you, this this can be considered easily considered as a family vacation destination with uh, hiking trails and water recreation, biking, the newest and largest lift served mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. It'll be affordable because you're not going to be traveling thousands of miles to go to Washington State like some moron I know is going out to the West Coast. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot you are. And uh, <laughs> uh, find out more. Look at the drone uh, coverage of the uh, the flyovers, the 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at Giants Ridge. Uh, they can do that at GiantsRidge.com. You can book your tea time at 218-865-8030 or at GiantsRidge.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Uh, hey, uh, hey there, Krabby. I sent you a link to a video. This is the best testament to seafoam I've ever seen. I don't know if you can use this, but maybe you can tell people to watch this guy's video. It's called Project Farm. He has a a bunch of videos. He tests everything from chainsaw chains to sharpeners to lubricants. Anyway, back in 2017, his old milked-out Ford Ranger was clattering in the top end. He figured it was so gummed up that it wasn't getting any lube to the top end. He used sea foam, and the clatter stopped. Okay, that's where I cut the letter off, because I went and I watched the video. The fella, uh, he's pretty brilliant, and uh, 
This is not a vehicle I would have saved. I would have pulled this one out on the ice. But uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he put seafoam motor treatment in the gas like we do. He put a few ounces in the crank like we do. But then he sprayed a full can of seafoam top engine cleaner right into the intake, and you could actually hear the clatter fade away as he was spraying. It was a true miracle and video proof right there on YouTube to the amazing capabilities of seafoam, a Ford Ranger saver in the world of sticky lifters and bad gas. We're talking seafoam. A uh, quick seafoam story? Mm, you guys have all met. save it for Friday, maybe. Huh? You guys have all met my beautiful <laughs> no? wife. No, not? Okay. No, no, we're not going to. We uh, do it here. We're, uh, I have. Yes, and uh, she's she's wonderful. We question her sanity. What does this every have to do with seafoam? She uh, has a master's degree in nursing with a 4.0 GPA and put the wrong type of gas in her truck. That's oh. the kind of woman oh, I married. Well, she to. drives a car, so so it's anyway, not a truck. she has an SUV, and she said, "I put the E85 stuff right." And I said, "Honey, no, no you, you you don't have a you don't have a flex fuel vehicle." Seafoam. Does the car to the still rescue. run, or you just fix it with seafoam? Went and got a can of seafoam, dumped it in. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Tell her, um, in her defense, over the weekend, a chainsaw I've been using since I was in my 20s, I put bar oil in the gas reservoir and gas in the oil reservoir. That a boy. There you go. Then don't ever give me grief for opening a tube of (laughs) caulk wrong. Open them both up and tip it up and spill it all out. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hello, Joe and team. I am stranded in an airport, catching up on some old shows and finally getting a chance to write you. The continuing topic on the show is how the black population, which I am a part of, has been fed the line that being successful is an affectation of being white, meaning anyone who is successful in something other than sports or music is somehow a sellout. There is, as you know, always also a push to say that math is now racist. I would encourage you to look up a NASA mathematician named Katherine Johnson. Ms. Johnson was born in 1918 in West Virginia. Because her local school did not offer education beyond the eighth grade for black children, her parents arranged to send her to a school in another city for her high school education. She graduated from high school at age 14 and graduated from college at 18, majoring in the racist topic of mathematics. Wow. Ms. Johnson went on to be the first, I've heard of this woman, Ms. Johnson went on to be the first African-American female scientist to work at NASA. She won the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Silver Snoopy Award, not from the comic strip, the Congressional Gold Medal, and the NASA Group Achievement Award. She also has two buildings named after her on the NASA campus. Plus, according to legend, John Glenn would not go into space before Catherine would personally run the math numbers for his launch and reentry. History is full of great living Americans who happen to be black, who surpassed all expectations and impacted the world in immeasurable ways. How far we have fallen. Uh, thanks and good luck, Jeff in Rochester. Yes, you may use my name. Isn't that wonderful? I've heard of Katherine Johnson. Here's, you know what? I bet black kids in school are not hearing about her. I bet you're I wouldn't take that Because bets. she doesn't I fit the right. template? She doesn't fit the template. Yep. If you're a black kid, you're supposed to not be able to succeed. And, of course, that's just criminal behavior to those children. It's just you're making those children less than. I'm going to stay on the optimistic uh, side of the aisle, and I would gamble that they have. I would bet. I've got to hold out hope that they do teach about her. I bet they don't. I bet they don't. And you know what? Along those lines, you guys are familiar with what's going on at Minneapolis. Look up Catherine Johnson with a K. 
Rook. Are we oh, done with monkeypox? Yes. I want to see if she's still with us. Do you guys, are you guys are familiar with what's going on at Minneapolis North High School along these same yes. lines here? Yeah. Where, where, do, where do our sensibilities lie? Well, let me see if I have the story right. The uh, students walked out of school uh, to protest the uh, shooting of Amir Locke. Is that, am I on the right track? Yes. And the principal joined them. Joined them. Yes. And the school board decided that should cost her her job. Correct. Then they've changed their mind, and it's not going to cost her her no, job. No, she still is. She's going to finish the school finish year. finish the year. But then she will not be back in the 2022-23 school year. We lost uh, Miss Johnson in uh, February of uh, 2020. She was 101 years that's when old. We, that's wow. when I became familiar with her. And she, she was the brains behind mm. figuring out these mathematical equations to get people in space. Isn't that something? Uh, her mom was a teacher. Her father was a, a lumberman, farmer, and handyman. He worked at the Greenbrier Hotel. Mm-hmm. Greenbrier County did not offer public schooling for African-American students past the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And you have this marvelous mind. <laughs> and how freaking ignorant were we that, oh, you're black, so you're probably really stupid. See, back then it was just done out of ignorance. Right. The, 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 the She was born in 1918. It was done out of ignorance. Today it's done out of evil. As far as I'm concerned, now we're, can... we're smarter than that. Yes, right. I would agree with you. What took her down? What was what was Reavers just saying? Uh, in Minneapolis North High School. Oh, uh, where do my sensibilities lie? Yeah, I don't know. Because I saw a news piece this but morning. If I was taking a poll, I'd have to say I'm I don't not know. Sure. I'm not I sure. Know. I, I was watching a news piece this morning in which they were interviewing several uh, students, basically saying. There's a lot of kids that don't have guidance at home, and she was that one person that offered a lot of guidance for a lot of us. And I thought, wow, that that's a compelling argument to to make to keep her on board. Well, but unless they have a policy, I I, I don't know what their policy would be. Because it was the superintendent, by the way, who the Minneapolis I think it's Ed Graff is his name. He's the one that spoke to say that he was removing her as principal. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thanks for the update. Yep, got her. <laughs> Work her in. Jim Schultz is running for uh, attorney general. Uh-huh. And got the nomination. And I really, really am rooting for this guy. He's uh, declined to come on the air. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kidding. We'll have him on the air. No, we want him to win. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why <laughs> I, mean, I won't even read this. Jim, Jim, we're rooting that. for him, but we're not going to have the You can't we come on the show, Schultz. He does have one giant little hurdle, though, to. To overcome Keith Ellison. Well, not only that, but Doug Wardlow is still going to run. Yeah, Wardlow. Even I, though he didn't get the nomination and promised he wouldn't run if Jim got the nomination. Wardlow, don't be a D word. Well, he he he's lying. He lied to the people that support him. Joe, I've loved listening to the show since my family moved to Minnesota, where where my wife is from, as economic and violence refugees from Chicago. I think we brought some of the crazy up here with us. When we moved, we were extremely glad to end up near our good friends, Jim and Molly Schultz. Jim has always been politically engaged, but hasn't been planning his rise to power since birth, like many politicians. If anything, Jim was agonized about being asked to potentially run, knowing the travel, exhaustion, and pressure it would put on his family life. But he's exactly the guy we need and a true GLer. Last year, I learned the tough lesson that playing basketball after 30 probably isn't the best idea and ruptured my Achilles a week before our third daughter was born. Our older girls are best friends with the Schultz girls, and it was Jim and Molly who jumped to our rescue, drove our girls to school, and brought us meals and whatever odd jobs yours truly couldn't limp around limp around to take care of. 
Jim is as brilliant as his Harvard Law degree suggests and one of the most decent men I've ever met. I think I've heard him swear once and is the type of guy who would borrow your truck and return it with a full tank of gas. I've always voted, but I never participated in campaigns or the nominating process. But like any good GLer, when you see a buddy doing a good thing who could use a hand, you ask how to help. I ended up becoming a delegate at the convention, and this entire process has been incredibly eye-opening. It seems we're at a point in American political history where we're forced to pick which of the two flavors of crazy we're more willing to put up with, and I've chosen mine. But it was on full display last weekend, even during, even including a substantial push to use paper ballots instead of the electronic voting system out of distrust, and Trump's shadow loomed large, and it will take years to sift through and incorporate what good he did while tossing out his excesses. It convinced me mm. that normal, sane folks who hate the political process but love the country and the common good need to get involved. 55% of the delegates at the convention were first-timers like myself. But for every mom or dad giving up their weekend to do their civic duty was someone who's drunk the conspiracy theory Kool-Aid and wants to bring down the system. As I'm writing, Jim's main opponent, Doug Wardlow, has chosen not to abide by the endorsement yep. and push on through the primary. Wardlow has wrapped himself in Mike Lindell's mantle, and for all the good Lindell has done, you can't prophesy that the Supreme Court is going to rule 9 nothing to overturn the 2020 election like he did last year and expect to win moderate voters in the suburbs who are just as concerned about crime, inflation, and supply shortages as the rest of us. Uh, G.K. Chesterton once said, a society is in decay, final or traditional, when common sense really becomes uncommon. GLers, let's push back Doug Deering. Uh, Jim Schultz could beat Ellison. Wardlow cannot. No, he so has Wardlow no chance. will just take too many votes away from Schultz. Mm -hmm. So Wardlow, if you hooked up your wagon to that fruitcake pillow salesman, you've made a big, big mistake, and you're going to cost this state a sound, sensible candidate for attorney general. I like what the letter writer uh, said there about um, sor sorting through the good that Trump did for the country because he did do a, a, a lot of people real good and shuffling out and getting rid of the bad or not so fortunate things. And I, I think that's what's ailing the Republican Party right now. Mm -hmm. They're still divided by Mr. Trump, and I wish they'd stop comparing everybody to him or looking for his endorsement and just, and I think we're talking about people that weren't previously involved in the political process. I think that's why Trump won. He gave a lot of people hope, right? Wouldn't yeah. you say that? Especially, sure. yeah. especially out in the country, <clears throat> so uh, out in the country areas. So now that you know what it's like to have hope, look for that in other candidates, but you have to forget about Trump. You have to move forward. Well, and, and yeah. I don't think his endorsement should matter or not. Do you think that uh, we'll ever get the My Pillow account again? I think that one's. <laughs> uh, I think that one's probably gone. Probably yeah, that one that. might be. You I made a really good point, though, about that. You, you, you said this guy has the ability to beat Ellison, where the Wardlow guy doesn't have a shot. Oh. And that's the same same thing that really made us mad about Kendall Qualls. Mm -hmm. Kendall Qualls had what it takes to beat walls. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the good doctor does. I don't and and I don't either. really have anything against the doctor. Same. Um, Same. Um, uh, help me out. Scott Jensen. Thank you. The only thing I have against him is he isn't Kendall. Yeah, I don't have anything against him. I just, I'm not confident in his chances. And uh, because 
I think Kendall had the crossover vote. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. In order to win, you are going to need people to cross over. So that candidate has to be just. I mean, he was Kendall's a, a guy. good mix of everything. Yes, yeah. it sounds like this. It sounds like Schultz is a guy too. Just a guy. And unfortunately, what what we're seeing is too many of these people are not going to get elected, and they're going to give up on politics. You know what? It's it's you want to tell people if you were to walk in my shoes. I don't want to. But I want you to walk in my shoes. But before you walk in my shoes, you need good shoes. And Garage Logic is officially welcoming back one of our I'm great old friends. Candle? No, this oh. is not. Stop buying boring shoes. Right. There you wait, go. Wait a minute. No, wait. That's Matthew, a different I'm going to need a left shoe and a right shoe, not two lefts, not two rights. My, can you do that for me? Uh, they can do anything you want. Who are you talking about? At Red Wing. Nice. Talking about Red Wing. They're back. They're ready to go on this podcast. Red Wing shoes. Red Wing shoes are my choice, and I have several pair of them because they're experts in making sure you get the best fitting shoe or boot possible. They don't have boxes you look through trying to find your size. They got experts that know how to find the right footwear for your job in the perfect size. Like Kenny, Kenny, I tell you all the time, stop doing it wrong. Get the best shoes made from the best store in Minnesota. Step into Red Wing Shoes this season for a comfortable, waterproof footwear. Where are they? Visit Red Wing Shoes in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work, baby. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Here's a guy with delicate wrists. Joe Suchere. <laughs> he also has been saying the word wrong for all these years. It's a typical example or a pattern of something, a model. I'm talking the word paradigm. No, it's paradigm. It's paradigm. All right, it's paradigm. And I'm going to give you an example <laughs> right. of a paradigm right now with uh, my... Uh, a Liberty Safe, Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com. So I'm talking to a friend of mine. He had to jump out of the second story of his burning house about five years ago. The house burned right down to the ground. The only thing that was saved was his Liberty Safe and the contents therein. It fell through the main floor, landed in the basement. His firearms were just fine. Unfortunately, he didn't have any of his important papers in there. So, yeah, moral of the story, uh, get a Liberty Safe, fill it with your stuff, your valuables, and very important papers. And you get that Liberty Safe through maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Peruse the Liberty Safe showroom. Rich, he's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He'll guide you through the whole process. That means you're going to find the level of protection you both uh, you need and can afford. Financing always available, uh, as is professional delivery and installation. Invest in your security. Protect your valuables, your currency, heirlooms, firearms. Do it with a Liberty Safe. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. GLers have really great ideas. Uh, you'll recall the circus has announced that it's coming back, Barnum and Bailey or yeah. Ringling Brothers, yep. Yep. but without animals. Yeah, without with yeah. no animals. But right. Kelly in North Carolina writes, "Why don't we have people who identify as animals fill in as the role of animals?" There you go. Furbies. Furbies. Be done with Fur- that. Is it Furbies or Furbies? No, it's furries. furries. Whatever. I thought it was Furbies. But no. Are, Father Jim a writes. 
Mm-hmm. On uh, Thursday, you told Rook he was like a priest who doesn't know how to end the sermon. We call that in the business circling the runway. Stop circling the runway, Father, and land the damn plane. <laughs> he didn't say damn. He said darn. I'm darn, sorry. Darn. Land the darn plane. You have a term, foaming the runway. That's a different thing. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> whole other. And that's why you go to church. It's a whole other Because you know you're going to crash land in right. the morning. <laughs> uh, who's this? Tom writes, you mentioned Phyllis Kahn on the May 19 podcast, and it brought back some memories of the old radio show. If my memory is correct, I believe she was a guest on your show on at least one occasion. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had her on. Yeah. Yep. That's a lot more than I can say for the prominent DFLers we have these days. It's hard to imagine Ilhan Omar, Betty McCollum, or Tim Walls joining you on the podcast today, even for a brief moment. Say what you want about that crazy old chicken lady. She had the guts and good nature to come on your show, and I always respected her for that. He's right. Yeah. I, I, you had a lot of... Paul Wellstone came on your show. Dayton came on your show. I mean, we've had... Democrats that you completely disagreed with. Hillary Clinton was on your show. Well, you think these nutcases like Ilhan Omar are going to come on here? No. No, no they're not. The hell. Speaking of DFL party. What do you got? The chairman of the uh, DFL. Uh, he's got a new gig. Ken What's Martin. He now sits on a state government board that gives out taxpayer-funded arts and culture grants. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that conflict of interest some, somehow? Somewhere? Uh, on, Monday, Ken Martin, gig, on Monday, Ken Martin was appointed as a member of the state arts, agents, state arts board by Walls. Martin occupies the seat previously held by Sean Dowes, former mayor of Red Wing in southeast Minnesota, who recently resigned from the post. The move raises eyebrows in light of Martin's position at, as the head of the local Democratic Party, and his previous advocacy for the Clean Water, Land, and Legacy Amendment that was adopted into the Minnesota Constitution in 08. What's controversial is that a small portion of the state sales tax collected for the purpose of funding clean water, parks, and trails also goes towards funding arts and cultural heritage. In November of 2008, Minnesotans passed the Clean Water, Land, and Legacy Amendment as a result, over the next 25 years, three-eighths of 1% of the state sales tax will be dedicated as follows. 33% to a clean water fund, 33% to an outdoor heritage fund, 14.25% to parks and trails fund, and 19.75% to an arts and cultural heritage fund, according to the State Arts Board website. Hmm. The, the Minnesota State Arts Board stimulates and encourages the creation, performance, and application appreciation of the arts. The main avenue of fulfilling this mission is to give creative support grants to various individuals and organizations. Well, with this guy at the helm, you're going to have to pass the the litmus test. Yeah. Right. you got to be a screaming lefty. This, whose side you on? Yep. Where do you think all those grants are going to go? In the fiscal year 2022, lasting from May 1, 2021 to June 30, 2022, the Minnesota State Arts Board has awarded 452 grants worth a combined $10.1 million to organizations and another 526 grants worth a combined $3.1 million to individual artists. Earlier this year, under Martin's leadership, the DFL announced it would allow illegal immigrants and convicted felons who hadn't finished their sentences to participate in precinct caucuses, even though they can't vote. 
No Minnesotan should be denied the right to help shape the future of our party because of where they were born or because of mistakes they made in the past and have paid their debt to society, Martin wrote in a January 26th statement. The DFL party believes strongly in a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants and in and in re-enfranchising ex-felons who have paid their debts to society. Uh, you couldn't come up with a different guy to head up the arts board? Yeah. You couldn't come up with In a, Minnesota, where arts is so uh, heavily... Why are you giving this job to the head of the DFL party? What fighting chance does anyone who doesn't agree with their views get a grant? Yeah, hmm. Well, we need government artists. Joe? Well, that's what these will will be government art. We need government art. Yeah, this will be government art. I'd be embarrassed to take money for the government. This is according to Alpha News. I guess you won't read this in the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press. No, no. I guess they see nothing wrong with this. I think it's a horrible conflict of interest. It's just, it's preposterous. That's kind of even thumbing your nose at everything, just going, huh? Well, what are you going to do about it? Why didn't you give the job to the state Republican chair? No. I don't think so. You mean an evil Republican? Well, an evil Republican. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, a white supremacist, you know. Yeah. I just can't get over the picture of the pallets of baby formula arriving in this country. Yeah, that is backwards. That's what you see in Haiti. Let's get them some milk. Our from the crowds. There. Yeah. From, from the we got crowds. German baby food. Yeah. Schnell! <laughs> the, the formula tastes very bitter. May I have a bear update theme at your convenience, please? Oh, sure. I don't sure. know how long it takes you to find such a thing. Bear uh, update. Can, uh, do that. That was a lot. That was a big time production. Oh, you work we here. Interrupt this program. This is hard work. Concerning the bear in Central City. Jelly Stone Park is turned Back when you cared. Back when I cared. Right over that bear up there. Somebody up there. What did you do that for? <laughs> I didn't buy them. I know. That's not a bear. I know. What What was in your mind? That, <laughs> you, you know, you got this silly bear update thing going so far so good. Uh, you were why rolling, did you, Why baby. didn't you just end it at give me your paw? Did I, I think. What was going on in your mind? Uh, uh, here's how my mind works. When well, it we, doesn't work. When we had. I don't know if I want to know. Andy Rooney, or uh, Mickey Rooney on. Yeah. And he was part of the uh, uh, cast for The Wizard of Oz at the Orpheum. That's why we had him on that day. Okay. And Was I, he just as insufferable as I've always thought he was? Was he just a complete pain in the ass? Not really. No, not really. But when I was back in the production oh. room, uh, he was, give me that freaking pen. Yeah. He was, he was, Did he have his pants, his britches uh, hitched up to his bosoms? He gave me a were putting the, lesson. Were they hanging yeah, right over his uh, belt? Yeah. That's yeah. a good one to replay for a best of. Yeah. The Mickey Rooney interview. Well, we got one coming up. Let okay, me tell you ahead. something. I was a big star. Big, big star. Um, so anyway, that anyway, made you think the, of the lion. At the play, and I was there. I, I'm trying to get to the bear yeah, update he, theme. He called the lion a bear. Oh, yeah. He said, "Thank you, Scarecrow. Thank you, uh, you know, Tin Man. Thank you, Bear." Yeah. And then realized that it wasn't a bear, and the crowd thought it was funnier than hell. It right. was a really good. Yeah. Was he playing Dorothy? 
Uh, no, he was. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> he's he's one, one of the, the munchkins. Wizard. What was he? Hey, he, can was I? He I the, uh, was he the? Uh, maybe he was the Oz. Maybe he was Oz. Yeah, he was the good witch, wasn't he? he well, he had to be Oz. Um, Med, Medford, Wisconsin. Oh, yes. Suge, I got one thing. Let me just add. We've got two sound bites that you need to add to that open. First, it's the lady shouting at the bear who's eating her kayak. Ka- yeah. kayak. Yeah. And then it's all the people. That, remember, it just came out a week ago. The bear's just ambling by a, on a, oh, on a yeah. path, yes. and they're going, Go away, bear. Leave us alone, bear. In fact, precious fact, fools. In fact, no offense, Brooke. It's, it, was, it's, it was a brilliant bit of production. Thank, I appreciate that. But I would replace that one. With the kayak and but the people I like in the, the tree, with the, the lion on the <laughs> just add them. Add them. One of you two okay. do work for I can once do and add it. Medford, Wisconsin. A Wisconsin <laughs> couple is recovering after a black bear charged into their home and attacked both of them. Jeez. The Taylor County Sheriff's Office say they were uh, say they were called at one uh, at eleven eleven p.m. for the attack at the home just west of the city of Medford in northern Wisconsin. Deputies say the couple noticed the bear eating from its bird feeder. They opened a window to shoo it away. Instead, they say the bear charged towards their home, broke through the window, and got into the house. The bear attacked both the husband and wife, dis, uh, despite efforts by the wife to protect herself with a kitchen knife. The couple both suffered numerous bites and injuries from the attack, the sheriff wrote. Eventually, the husband was able to get a gun and shoot the bear, killing it. The couple was treated for their injuries and have since been released from the hospital. Thankfully, the couple's children, who were at home and asleep at the time of the attack, were not hurt. The Wisconsin DNR took possession of the bear's body for testing. The bear was with a cub at the time of the attack. The couple says the cub ran away when the bear charged at them. Black bears are typically not aggressive and usually stay away from humans. Uh, For more information on reducing conflicts with bears, you can click here. I don't know where that takes you. You can click right here. You just click just there. Click. See? Boom. And you get all the info about Isn't what to do. You yes. were really committed to that line. I really you was. You were all in on that that is, That's unusual bear behavior. Oh, yeah. that bear has monkey pox. That's what the bear Don't have to worry about monkey pox. Nobody here has to worry about it. My cousin, Michael Swanson, said, I'm in the middle of the Trinity Shasta National Forest right now. And he sent a big uh, picture of a huge... Douglas fir tree. Yeah. And he said, um, rode upon a bear last night 20 yards away. It didn't see me or smell me for a bit. I just watched him till he smelled me, then he hauled off. Pretty exciting. Michael's a very, um, uh, he builds timber frame houses and he's very good in the woods and stuff like that. You know what would keep me out of the woods? What? Ticks. Do you know what? I'm very frightened of I ticks. I forgot to tell you about this last Monday. <laughs> I'm sitting uh, in my house. Is this your tick story? I'm sitting in my house. Yes, and I scratched my uh, I scratched my eyebrow. Or what is this? Uh, the side your temple, of your head. Your yeah. temple. Yeah. And I felt something like, well, do I have a scab here? What the hell is this? And I look and I go to a mirror. I had a tick on the side of my head. No. And then I had to call Mick and say, Hey, can you get some tweezers and pull this? She's not, I'm not doing that. And she did. She was brave enough to do it, but it didn't, it didn't get inside. I wasn't What's gonna, your problem? I, hey, you got to get that whole head, or it's going to be. How do you know it didn't bite you? I didn't have any. Uh, We're worried that you would have picked up a tick. Backyard. We found. Oh, man. We I, found. That's why you need Mosquito. That's exactly oh, you why guys. you want to call Mosquito Shield. Oh, God. I can't. 
I yeah. can't go on with you. MoShield.com. What are you saying, Kenny? Just... I got him in my backyard. Kenny, you're in the middle of Tickville. Yeah, and I'm not scared like a little. It's you kinda... want Lyme disease? We have listeners who have it. It's dreadful. I'm afraid of bats and snakes and rats. I'm the not normal, afraid of any of those. Normal things that people are afraid of, not wood ticks. I particularly like bats. Do you know that she put? we put this in a bag, in a what? yellow cellophane bag, just to see how long it would live. Yeah. It lived at least three days. No air, no water. It was just in the bag. No you ambition. Burn it. No Light ambition. it up. Pop it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to give it a fair shit. You get out of here, pal. You're free. Okay. How come dogs don't get sick from tick bites? Well, they do. Oh, they get the big them. white ones. They get to, they're like the size of a quarter, big yeah. and pussy. Yeah, yeah, when they get like a jelly bean. <laughs> God. A big white jelly bean. You know, uh, you got to keep a clean house, right? I think so. Inside and out. And if you need to keep a clean house outside, well, Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services is ready for you to give them a call again. It's that time of the year again. Springtime into summer, Kenny. Time to wash your windows. Inside and out. It's time to wash that house. Inside and out. Well, they're going to do it on the roof. There's some lichen. It's called lichen. That's what that moss or algae is. They can spray that off. It's unsightly, and they will take care of that. Roof washing, gutter cleaning, house washing, window cleaning, and they want you to stay safe. If you're an old timer and you're getting up on that ladder to clean out your gutter, don't. It's not safe for you. Most ladder deaths are falls of 10 feet or less. I'm afraid to do it. That's why Kahuna, I had somebody come out, give me a little estimate, and now we're going to get stuff done. Get in touch with them, 612-888-5248, or go online to kahunawindowcleaning.com to book a cleaning. Andy and the whole crew over there, they're wonderful people. Mention that you're a GLer, and they'll waive the trip charge. 612-888-5248. Don't clean out your own gutters. Leave it to kahunawindowcleaning.com and tell them the Rook sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. If you eschew no mo may. Make that word. God, that's a good word. I love that one. <laughs> you should have said bless you after I said eschew. Yeah. If you eschew no mo may, I've got great news from Tri-State Bobcat for you. Due to the loyalty of y'all, and I'm talking you GLers, the sale on the Toro Zero Turn 50-inch Time Cutter Mower with the My Ride Suspension, it's been extended for one more week. You now have five more days to take advantage of this great price, $3,999, marked down from the suggested retail of 4699 The MyRide suspension, a serious back saver, combined with the big wide rear tires, the powerful engine, the rugged iron Ford deck. Uh, uh, did I say forged? I meant iron forged deck. That means you can cut your mowing time up to 50%. It's the same technology that the pros use. But but wait a second. That's not all. Oh, no, that's not all. Tri-State Bobcat has also marked down two of the 30-inch Time, uh, time Master walk-behind self-propelled mowers. $200 off either the pull start version or the electric start version uh, that means if you have a smaller yard or a yard with hills, the 30-inch Time Master self-propelled walk-behind makes that job a whole lot easier. These prices available at all three locations of Tri-State Bobcat, just off Rice, Little Canada, Highway 13 in Burnsville, and over in Hudson, Wisconsin. You can check out the full product lineup on their website, tristatebobcat.com. My friend Rich Miller just ordered a new mowing equipment. Uh, it might have been. 
that. Uh, by the way, I couldn't do the show if he didn't help me with my printer. Uh, he did send us an email. Kenny, you'll yeah. love this. So Rich has been a longtime Garage Logic fan for decades. He works here in the he building. He works here in the building. Technical guy. One of the greatest I, guys around. I know Rich very well. I'm yeah. explaining to the listener, I guess, is what oh, I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, so a couple of couple of months or maybe even over a year ago, Joe lost a column that he had wrote. And so he brought his laptop here. And Rich spent at least two hours retrieving it, fixing Joe's computer. And when he was done, Joe looks at him and says, "Thanks a lot, Jim. I uh, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate all of your help." And so then Rich sent me an email saying, uh, "Jim signed out. Sushere problem fixed. Yeah. <laughs> you can now print at home." Only because they come to us all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. Yes, they're on the move again. FYI, I'm sending this many hours early due to the fact that we'll be on the longest flight, 14 hours and 40 Oof. minutes. I am worried that if the flight is delayed, this email wouldn't reach you before the podcast. So it arrived yesterday at 8.54 a.m. Do you realize Tom Lyman shows more dedication and devotion <laughs> to this show than anybody who works for this show? <laughs> God almighty. We'll be flying from... Uh, Vegas to Newark, New Jersey to Johannesburg, South America to Nelspruit, South America. Sunday, May 22nd, Vegas to Newark. Uh, and then arrive at Newark at 626. And then we uh, have a layover and Sunday, May 22nd, depart Newark to Johannesburg. Uh, so they did that last night. Monday, May 23rd, today we'll be in a hotel at the Johannes Airport, Johannesburg Airport overnight. Tuesday, we fly from Johannesburg to Nels Pruitt. Arrive Tuesday, 8 a.m. or 1 a.m. Minnesota time. Johannesburg, South Africa, home to former Viking kicker Gary Anderson. And then they get a <laughs> rental car and drive 90 miles to Marloth Park, Mumpumalanga, South Africa. Wow. Wow. On this day in 1857, 12 counties are created. Six are named for individuals important to the state history. Aiken is for William Aiken. Uh, who ran an American fur company post on Sandy Lake. Carlton honors Reuben Carlton, a Fond du Lac founder. Jackson is uh, either for pioneer merchant Henry Jackson or President Andrew Jackson. Martin is for either Connecticut investor Henry Martin, who owned land in the area, or Wisconsin Territorial Delegate Morgan Martin, who introduced legislation to create Minnesota. Murray County commemorates St. Paul attorney and Patrick. politician William P. Murray. Mm. Nobles is for wagon maker, hey. road builder, and politician William H. Nobles. <laughs> yeah. Why did Murray get named after some guy up here? Why didn't it get named after? some guy down in the countryside. Yeah, what's wrong with our Murray's down On this day in 1879, James J. Hill, Norman W. Kitson, and others combined several troubled railroads into the St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Manitoba Railroad, totaling 500 miles of track. The railroad would become the Great Northern Railway on Feb 1, 1890, and would eventually be part of the Burlington Northern, later the Burlington Northern Santa Fe. Runs right through my hometown, Suchi boy. Uh, on this day in 1884, Cannon Falls' first fire starts in A. Sawyer's store, and despite a bucket brigade formed by the village's residents, much of the downtown was destroyed. And finally, on this day in 1908... After a 10-year campaign by the Minnesota Federation of Women's Clubs, the Minnesota National Forest, now Chippewa National Forest, was created. Thank you, GLers. And now, is, is today the for, 22nd? Today's the 23rd, 23rd. Patrick. Oh, 23rd, yeah. okay. Because the 22nd would have been the 60th anniversary of my mother's death. Really? So, yes, yeah. In uh, Slayton, Minnesota. Okay. 
Are you up here to do something, Pat? No, Tell us I'm about good. our friends from Brainerd oh, International okay. Raceway. All right, let's go. <laughs> Cue the talent. Stand by. <laughs> all right. Before, I'm going to do this backwards. Beautiful. Why not? The street outlaws uh, have a series called the Prep Kings. This is for uh, racing, right? Yes. And uh, what they do is they race on rough and relentless tracks, not on that nice asphalt you see, right? Mm -hmm. No prep means nothing has been done to the track to help out the drivers. The roads are rough and untested. And guess what? What? They are coming to Brainerd. Uh, the uh, street outlaws, no prep kings, are coming to Brainerd. They are sponsored by the Discovery Channel. And uh, the race will be the 17th and 18th of June at Brainerd International Raceway. Join BAR, BIR and the Street Outlaws for a weekend of competition as your drivers battle it out. They save for bragging rights and huge cash prizes. I bet they're more interested in the huge cash prizes, aren't you, than the bragging rights? Probably. Twelve tw Kids 12 and under get in free. Visit BIRMIN. That's uh, all caps, B-I-R, MIN, uh, and MIN is M-N, dot com for camping and ticket information today. I know they're very excited about having the street outlaws back up there for the first time in a long time. And the fact they're going to have them racing off the track and through the wilderness and That's bouncing cool. and jumping and turning and twisting, it's going to be fun. Check it out. Visit BIRMN.com for camping and ticket information today. Beautiful. And Whoops, that's the wrong sounder, Joe. I, I played the, the, the out cue. So, GLers, could you do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page where we are posting daily content for your enjoyment? You can also see us on all of our social media channels, which is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and download that PodMN app where you can listen to episodes of Garage Logic and Monday Night Sports Talk or news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, the Weekly Scramble. It's all available for you there at PodMN where you have the chance to win daily prizes just by listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.